All right, welcome aboard, folks. Philip Ward Show, Thursday night, and it is Festivus. Folks, it's a Festivus for the rest of us. So we have, um, as uh, I'm pretty sure we covered last year, Senator Rand Paul, you know, he says that he loves Festivus and the airing of grievances. Initially, it comes from um, the show Seinfeld, but uh, Rand Paul's got a lot to say. We'll get into that um, a little later on in the program. By the way, folks, uh, very Merry Christmas to you. Christmas Eve is in, what, 54 minutes now? Um, and then Christmas, obviously, coming on Saturday. So from all of us here at the Philip Ward Show to you and your family, have a very, very Merry Christmas. Now, before we get to Christmas Eve, we have a lot of news yet to cover. So earlier today, and this is in um, originally reported by the New York Slimes. This is in the New York Post. Let me read you this headline because Desperate times, oh, call for desperate measures. So Kamala Harris is very upset with her media coverage. Now it's gotten to the point where she has to blame, you guessed it, racism. Because what else do the Democrats have? Racism. Everything, oh, well, America is so systemically racist. Racism is the reason why we're so divided in this country right well here's the headline harris tells allies her race and gender impact her media coverage there are and i'm going to give you a heads up here a lot of scary things absolutely terrifying things going on in this report and 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 i'll read them to you so vice president kamala harris is grumbling behind the scenes about negative news coverage and low morale in the White House. Oh, we have another report today, and this came, comes from Politico uh, from yesterday. Even the, the, the White House itself, the White House staffers are, are, are fuming. They're angry. They're fed up with Joe Unity Bond. I'll get to that in a second. So, Kamala Harris, though, she's ticked off. She's furious. She says the morale is low and she believes she's being treated differently due to her race and her gender. Harris, the first woman, the first person of color to hold the nation's second highest office, has, quote, privately told allies she believes she'd get better media coverage. <laughs> you guessed it. If she were white and if she were a male. Whoa, whoa. I'll tell you what. Joe Biden's media coverage, if she's calling her media coverage negative, what do you think she would feel about Joe Biden's media coverage? And 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 Kamala Harris, you remember, who is polling at 28%, lower than Dick Cheney, after he shot another person in the face. Kamala Harris is polling worse than that. Now, this and it is, because this is one of the scary things I, was, I wanted to warn you about. Harris has even turned to prominent political names like Hillary Rotten Clinton, my God, to determine her next moves. Hillary Clinton saying, well, there, there's a double standard. It's sadly alive and well. A lot of what is being used to judge her, just like it was to judge me or the women who ran in 2020 or everybody else's, is really, really colored by that. Now, watch out here, because this is awful. 
the New York Slimes reporting, Clinton speaks to Kamala Harris every few months on the phone, even visited the vice president in her office. Okay, by the way, that's the closest Hillary Clinton is ever going to get to the West Wing, to the Oval Office. So, but to for Kamala Harris, think about this for the vice president to be talking to Hillary Clinton about what she needs to do. Oh my goodness gracious. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Why don't you start? Why don't you start a hoax? Why don't you say whoever the next Republican nominee is, just say that they, they colluded with Russia and that they were talking to the Russians and that they, they, they were going to steal an election. Why don't I mean, that's probably what she's saying to her. Why don't you just, why don't you just, if you have emails out there, why don't you just acid wash, you know, bleach bit, use bleach bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get rid of all your emails. So this way you cover your tracks, you know, just, just lie to Congress too. Don't worry about it. The FBI will cover it for you. Um, Outgoing Congresswoman Karen Bass from old California said the White House should have mounted a better public defense of Kamala Harris amid criticism from conservative news outlets and others on issues like voting rights and the border crisis. Voting, by the way, I think always think it's so funny when they talk about voting rights and how Republicans, those nasty, racist, downright awful, vile, disgusting Republicans, how dare they want voter ID? This comes from a party that wants you to show a card and say, well, I I, I got the vaccine. I'm all good to go. If you want to enter a bar or a restaurant or any local business, that's the same people. You don't need an ID to vote. No, you just need to make sure your signature matches. I think that's where we should go with the bars and restaurants, right? If you want to go into a bar, uh, why don't you just sign right here? And then if you want to go in again, we'll sign again. You know, just say you're you're vaccinated that way. Because I I thought having to show an ID card that I thought that was racist. I thought that's suppressing the minority vote. That's what the Democrat Democratic Party says. Karen Bass telling the New York Slimes. I know and we all knew that she would have a difficult time because anytime you're a first and to be the first woman vice president, to be the first black Asian woman, that's a triple, she says. Not only a single and a double for her, she got triple, man. This ain't fair. This ain't right, she says. So we knew it was going to be tough, but it has been relentless. I think it's extremely unfair, she says. The Times stating that Harris and Biden, you know, they, they they have a pretty good, pretty friendly relationship by all accounts. Well, that's in contrast, total contrast to a propaganda news CNN report from last month that described the two of them as being in an exhausted stalemate. If you remember, there's another um, report that came out that I'll get to here, too. The most pressing and immediate challenge for Kamala Harris is the upcoming midterm elections and the threat of Republicans taking back the House. That's what Karen Bass says. As for the question of who succeeds Joe Unity Biden as the Democratic Party's standard bearer, the lawmaker, Bass, thinks Harris has a bright future. She says, quote, I think Kamala Harris is the front runner. I think she'll be the front runner. Now, this comes on the back of this report. If you remember this, right, here's the headline for you. Now, Kamala Harris says, well, if I was white and if I was a man, well, uh, this this wouldn't be happening. I wouldn't have such bad negative media coverage. Well, what about if you're a soul-destroying bully? 
you remember this report earlier this month one former kamala harris staffer claims that the vice president fails to read briefing materials and then lashes out at others when she's unprepared how dare i didn't read that this is your fault you should have told me about this i would have read this yeah all right quote it's clear that you're not working with somebody who is willing to do the prep and the work that should make you feel good right if you're an american citizen the vice president of the united states don't even want to do the prep the work don't even want to read you know briefing material she just wants to get out there what's she going to do wing it oh yeah because that's gone so smoothly for her with kamala you have to put up with a constant amount of soul destroy listen to this soul destroying criticism and also her own lack of confidence wow again this should make you confident if you're an american the vice president has a lack of confidence and 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 uses soul destroying criticism to really pound really hammer her own staffers so you're constantly sort of propping up a bully and it's not really clear why that's what a former kamala harris staffer is saying about her but I, oh and notice that they don't mention race and the gender of kamala harris no 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 um now yesterday politico this is from the west wing playbook in political listen to this headline quote biden aides catch the holiday blues oh God. according to a political report yesterday white house staffers listen to this so not only kamala harris's staffers are totally peeved at her but white house staffers joe unity biden staffers are all quote unhappy with their jobs to the point where they anonymously leaked to politico in hopes that senior staffers would be alerted to the lack of camaraderie and overall happiness in the workplace one white house official saying quote a lot of the natural coordination that happens in a typically functioning white house has totally been lost and there has been no proactive effort to make up for it another uh staffers say they have struggled with virtual events some staffers have complained that those are that those who are quote outsiders to biden's inside circle and network are just plain often left out additionally staffers say they've been left out of certain events while staffers from around the capitol are invited in their stead due to a quote lottery system used to decide who comes to certain gatherings another staffer quote it's also hypocritical and ironic that a president whose brand is built on empathy and family has staff policies that fly in the face of that brand really what joe unity biden has no empathy joe biden doesn't care about camaraderie whoa this can't be right these staffers have to be lying why it was the same joe unity biden who preached 11 times in his inaugural address there you, there will be unity 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 that's how he got the nickname joe unity biden quote it's not a good look and it's emblematic of how this place runs many of the white house staffers say they are in the process of updating their resumes and will start looking for new jobs next year once the president you know has officially 
hit his one-year anniversary in office, but folks. So Joe's got that going on. Joe has crisis after crisis going on. Biden inflation, border crisis, supply chain crisis, Afghanistan. By the way, what about the families of Americans who are still trapped and stranded in Afghanistan? You think they're going to have a very Merry Christmas? I don't think so. You think Joe Biden cares about that? His administration hasn't even acknowledged the Americans who are still trapped and stranded in Afghanistan. Doesn't say a word about it. But never fear, folks. You can rest easy because Christmas Eve tomorrow and Christmas on Saturday, no, it's going to be fine. Things are going to get better because, quote, Joe Biden literally just tweeted this a few hours ago. Gas, it's comical, folks. It is actually comical. Gas prices are down 10 cents a dime. A dime. There you go. You can hold on to one more dime. Thanks to Joe Unity Biden. Gas prices are down 10 cents nationally. Some states across the country are seeing gas prices at pre-pan slash pandemic averages. This will help so many. <laughs> Literally, this will help so many Americans traveling this week. So whether you're so if you're traveling in your car, maybe you gotta go home. You want to go home for Christmas. You know, like the song says, "I'll be home for the holidays," but whatever it is, you got ten. You got a dime, an additional dime in your pockets for that. You can thank Joe Unity Biden for that. We're saving you a dime, he says. Now, it was party time at the White House yesterday. And if the thing is, now, if things were going great and, you know, we had an administration that was competent and was actually still there, I don't know, kind of like the Donald Trump administration, then I would have no problem with what happened yesterday in the White House. But because we're seeing failure after failure, crisis after crisis. No, I do have a problem with what happened yesterday. Let me read you this headline. Now, this comes to us from uh, from Newsweek yesterday. Quote, you'll die alone at home. Travel nurse warns that hospitals have no beds in Chinese Communist Party TikTok video. A traveling nurse warning people not to get complacent about the survival rate of COVID because if hospitals are overwhelmed with COVID patients, it means they can't treat people who suddenly need help for any other number of ailments. About Now listen to this number, and then I'm going to tell you what happened yesterday. About 78% of America's intensive care unit beds are occupied, and as the nation grapples with a winter surge of COVID cases, only about 17,500 beds remain available. This is according to the HHS. Officials are pleading with people, get vaccinated against COVID, help prevent an even greater surge in hospitals because large numbers of unvaccinated people, how dare they, oh, you unvaccinated. Being hospitalized can have a trickle-down effect on vaccinated people. This woman who goes uh, by the username at Traveling Nurse, Lex, uh, I guess is her name, posted on the social media app yesterday, Chinese Communist Party TikTok, that she wished people understood that COVID isn't the only threat to people when hospitalizations surge. She acknowledged that people may be comfortable taking their chances at the survival rate of COVID, but asked if they're comfortable with their odds of surviving a massive stroke without being hospitalized because emergency departments, now get this, this is the key part, this is why I'm telling you about this story, are, quote, overflowing with patients. Quote, no beds means no beds. 
No beds for your stroke. No beds for your heart attack. No beds for your car crash. No beds for your sick child. You die alone at home. Your parents die alone at home. My God. Okay, well, she seems friendly. Now, so if hospitalization, and, and, and this is what we're talking about, if hospitals are being overwhelmed with COVID, don't you think you need every single healthcare worker that you can possibly get to be on top of this? But instead, yesterday, in the spirit of season PBS News special, in the White House, right, Jill Biden talks about nurses and healthcare workers, and then a group from New York, nurses, they've created this choir. They're dancing and singing at the White House. Okay, well, I thought hospitals are being totally overwhelmed. How is it that we have a group of nurses if it is so bad that is singing and dancing at the White House, right? I don't know. Now listen to this headline. This comes to us from Gothamist yesterday. Quote, New York City hospitals say COVID wave is manageable, but staffing is a concern. Oh, really? So now staffing's a concern, but what did Kathy Jokel do to New York healthcare workers? If they dare, for whatever reason, not get the vaccine, now staffing's a concern. Well, she fired them. She said, oh, da, 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 da. you can't have a job here. Not here in New York State anymore. Even though last year, when we had the same healthcare workers who were battling, fighting COVID, you know, trying to make sure that people stay alive, you know, with COVID, she said they didn't have a vaccine in them last year, but now they're mandated to get the vaccine. Another headline today, listen to this. Hochul, Jokel, actually as we call her, says New York is considering booster shot mandate now for healthcare workers. I don't know when it's going to end. I really don't. New York is considering a booster shot mandate for healthcare workers. Governor Kathy Jokel saying yesterday as the state fights a surge of COVID cases driven by the highly contagious Omicron variant. Um, now, when it comes to the vaccine mandate for healthcare workers, and this is why I said uh, yesterday, as far as, you know, with the news that the Supreme Court is going to rule on the Biden's vaccine mandates come January 7th, I have no faith in the Supreme Court at all. I Do I have faith in Alito? Yeah. Gorsuch? Yeah. Um, uh, Clarence Thomas? Big time. But when you have the Chief Justice, John Roberts, at the helm, and then people like Coney Barrett and Kavanaugh, which I'll tell you here in a second, I don't have any faith in the Supreme Court. I truly don't. Listen to this headline. Now, this headline comes to us 10 days ago. Quote, Supreme Court declines to block New York healthcare worker vaccine mandate. A divided Supreme Court turned away a pair of religious-based requests to temporarily block New York State's COVID mandate for healthcare workers. The order, unsigned, though the court's three most conservative justices, I thank God for them, indicated they would have ruled for the religious-based objectors. Gorsuch, Alito, wrote separately to dissent from the court's denial. Clarence Thomas indicated he would have granted the request. Gorsuch, writing, quote, thousands 
of New York healthcare workers faced the loss of their jobs and eligibility for unemployment benefits. 20 of them have filed a suit arguing that the state's conduct violates the First Amendment, which the last time I checked, oh, isn't religion protected under the First Amendment? No, 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 it can't be when it, can't, when it comes to the COVID vaccine. Uh-oh, not going to have that in New York State. So asking us to enjoin the enforcement of the mandate. Respectfully, I believe they deserve that relief. That's what Justice um, Neil Gorsuch writes. Uh, joined by Justice Samuel Alito and then Justice Clarence Thomas would have done the same thing. So, I, you know, I, beside, you know, Kavanaugh and Coney Barrett and Roberts, you know, really siding with Sotomayor um, uh, and uh, uh, Breyer, you know, um, and the other liberal dude completely blanks me right now. You know, or Alina Kagan, excuse me. So, you know, these people, these justices are supposed to be on our side, I thought. Weren't they confirmed as conservatives? But I guess, you know, I guess not. And I and I always I always go back to it. Hardest thing to do in this country, folks, be a conservative. Now, that being said, the mainstream media here, and, and I'm talking about specifically here, the Washington Compost, Vanity Fair, and Propaganda News CNN. Now, when it comes to testing, folks, they are hitting Joe Biden hard on this. Listen to this headline today in the Washington Compost. Quote, inside the administration's failure to avert a COVID testing shortfall. Now get this, on his first day in office, this is the Washington Compost writing this. In his first full day in office, President Joe Unity Biden signed an executive order to boost the availability of COVID testing. Five days later, standing in the White House with his health advisory team by his side, Biden called the fight against COVID a quote, wartime effort and pledged that tests would be widely available. Now, if you remember, back in December of last year, Joe said it's a travesty that we don't have more testing in the United States. Early September, amid the Delta variant surge, Biden reiterated that promise that, quote, every American, no matter their income, can, ac can uh, access free and convenient testing. Well, now, nearly a full year into Joe Unity's term, as the virus has mutated its way through the Greek alphabet to the Omicron variant, of course, skipping the G1 because you know, the first one was the G1, leaving frustrated Americans, is it, it with the short supply of testing, leaving frustrated Americans waiting in long lines for tests if they can get them at all. That is feeding into a wave of concern, they write, in some places near frenzy at the likely approach of yet another spike in a pan-slash-plandemic the country has battled for nearly two years. This late December disarray, crowded testing sites, empty drugstore shelves, raising fresh questions about how Biden and his team have executed on his pledge to defeat the pan-slash-plandemic. Now, I got to disagree with the Washington Compost here because it, it, I know for a fact on this program that we've told you about Joe Biden's previous comments. We've told you about he's totally, how he used to say, I'm going to shut down the virus, not the country. Well, obviously he hasn't shut down the virus. 
Obviously, it seems like he doesn't even want to. I'd argue to you, the Democratic Party loves COVID. With COVID comes control. And above all else, that's what the Democratic Party, they need that. They they, they, they thrive on control. On, and by the way, division, uh, vaccinated versus the unvaccinated, that's what the Democratic Party wants, folks. You always have to remember, at the back of your mind, anything that the Democratic Party does, they hate America and they hate Americans. You always need to remember that. Now they write, White House officials acknowledge that not enough has been done to secure tests and are scrambling to change that amid holiday travel and the onset of the highly contagious new variant. They blame the shortage on an unforeseen Omicron-driven spike in demand, ordering an additional half billion rapid tests, setting up federal testing sites around the country. The Washington Compost hitting the Biden administration hard. Vanity Fair as well. This headline today, I thought, and I'm telling you about it because I'm just so surprised about it. I can't believe that the media is actually writing negative stuff about Joe Unity Biden. But if Kamala Harris, they, they must be writing about Kamala Harris, though. She's the only one who gets negative coverage well, because she's a black uh, woman. You know, it's just, if I was a white male, I'd get better coverage. Well, really? Because it seems like the, uh, Vanity Fair, Washington Compost, hitting the Biden administration hard. Quote, this headline today, the Biden administration rejected an October proposal for free rapid tests for the holidays. Quote, on October 22nd, a group of COVID testing experts joined a Zoom call with officials from the Biden administration presenting a strategy for overhauling America's approach to testing. The 10-page plan would have enabled the U.S. to finally do what many other countries have already done, put rapid at-home COVID testing into the hands of average citizens, allowing them to, them to screen themselves in real time, thereby helping reduce transmission. Whoa, 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 hold on. Now, again, you got to remember, this is still the mainstream media. Helping them reduce transmission. Folks, they want these tests to go to Americans so that more America to reduce transmission. Oh, yeah, okay. You wanted to reduce transmission, the border would be closed. But it's not. We had, oh, we've had in this year alone, over a million illegal aliens flooding into the country, record high after record high, month after month, on how bad that the border crisis has become, the surge we're seeing of illegal aliens. The testing, though, don't and, 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 and don't get me wrong here. This has to do with the mainstream media and the Democratic Party wanting more people to test positive for COVID. It has nothing to do with reducing transmission, as they say. They want the numbers to go up. They want more people to be infected with COVID. They want Americans to have COVID. There's no other way around it. Joe Biden definitely does. Kamala Harris definitely does, because as the numbers rise, the amount of power the Democrats have, that rises as well. Make no mistake, they want to shut the country down again. Oh my God, do they ever. So, the plan, though, called for an estimated 732 million tests per month, a number that would require a major ramp-up of manufacturing capacity. Also, recommended a nationwide testing surge to prevent holiday COVID surge. 
Now, the plan was a blueprint for how to avoid what is happening at this very moment. Endless lines of desperate Americans clamoring for tests in order to safeguard holiday gatherings, just as COVID is exploding exploding again. Yesterday, President Joe Unity told David Muir of the ABC News, I wish I had thought about ordering these tests two months ago. But the proposal shared at the meeting in October, disclosed here for the first time in Vanity Fair, included a, quote, bold plan for impact and a provision for every American household to receive free rapid tests for the holidays and the new year. Just three days after that October 22nd meeting on October 25th, the COVID testing experts who hailed from the Harvard T.H. Chan School of Public Health, the Rockefeller Foundation, the COVID Collaborative, and several other organizations, received a back-channel communication from a White House official saying that their idea for free at-home COVID tests for all Americans to avoid a holiday surge was dead. That day, the administration instead announced an initiative to move rapid home tests more swiftly through the FDA's regulatory approval process. The meeting attendees came away saying, quote, Dr. This was Dr. Stephen Phillips, Vice President of Science and Strategy for the COVID Collaborative. Quote, the White House, in baseball terms, was playing small ball. When it comes to rapid testing, they're bunting the players away. Um, Andrew Sweet, Managing Director of COVID-19 Response and Recovery. Uh, how many jobs, by the way, have we created here from COVID? Uh, uh, recovery, uh, response and recovery, excuse me, at the Rockefeller Foundation found the White House was responsive. He believes the meeting laid out the groundwork for future announcements. Well, tell you what, there's a COVID surge now, folks, and it seems to me as if the White House has no idea on how to fix it. But again, they I, they want this. They want COVID cases to rise. They want more Americans to be positive for COVID. Anna Cabrera over on Propaganda News CNN saying today, quote, and she played a clip of, of, of all the different times Joe Unity Biden said, we need more testing, we need more testing, we need more testing. She says, it's December 23rd, and yet we still don't have enough tests. I mean, folks, oh, the mainstream media doing their job, criticizing Joe Unity Biden, oh, that's a Christmas miracle if I've ever seen one. Now, today is indeed Festivus. Festivus for the rest of us. I got a lot of problems with you people. You ever watch the Seinfeld episode? You see it all in there. But Senator Rand Paul, who just, he did it last year. He's doing it. It's phenomenal. I absolutely love it. He writes today on the Twitter box, quote, Good morning, everyone, and welcome to everyone's favorite holiday, Festivus. Of course, that's highlighted by the airing of grievances. He says, I've definitely got a lot of problems with you people. And by you people, I mean mostly the petty tyrants who are on your local state and federal governments. 2021 was a banner year for being a petty tyrant with them all literally tripping over each other for the dumbest COVID lockdown or mandate idea. Quote, honestly, I'm torn on whether it's, and by the way, there's a lot of, um, 
there's a lot of different things that Rand Paul's in there. I won't get to, to all of them. I'll just put, put the highlights up for you. Honestly, I'm torn on whether it's worse that these tyrants flouted their own rules or if it's worse if they thought they mattered. Quote, hey, you, wear some cotton underwear on your face from the host table to your dinner table. Well, that'll fix everything. He says, it was never clear to me if they thought COVID gathered at entrances or if they thought it only traveled five feet and above. So once you sat down, yep, you were all clear. Most of the ridiculous rules I will blame squarely on our public health officials who should have known better, particularly my good friend, Dr. Anthony Fauci. He says, ain't going to say it on radio, that guy is wrong a lot. He said, I'll give Fauci one thing. He's like a bad quarterback after an interception. Almost no memory of failure. Just get back out there and do it again. But instead of losing a game, he's cost a lot of lives and fortunes this past 18 months. And of course, Fauci didn't limit himself to COVID this year. He also funded torturing puppies and monkeys. So seriously, how unbelievable a villain is it who funded gain-of-function research in China, lied to the public how to protect themselves against COVID, and then tortured puppies. I would shut this off if it was a movie. It's way too ridiculous. So, of course, Fauci, far in the lead for government officials on how dumb or evil he is with things, but he's far from the only one. Says That's why he's, he, um, he also uh, mentions Joe Unibon. I'll get to him in a second. Uh, he writes, uh, after Fauci, oh, I'll get to it right now. After Fauci, next on my naughty list, it's President Biden. Now, President Biden is now spreading his own version of holiday cheer by telling us that we're all going to die. If you remember the White House memo, quote, for the unvaccinated, you're looking at a winter of severe illness and death for yourselves, your families, and the hospitals you may soon overwhelm well again those hospitals in the new york this new york nurses choir is just dancing and singing at the white house um he says well that's an interesting tactic but thankfully i don't think the president remembers he said it um he says quote president biden well he also like fauci had some dog problems this year the story was his dog got booted for bad behavior i hope someone checked fauci's trunk on the way out that day um he says I also compile a Festivus waste report. If you want to read it, all you have to go to is my official Senate website. A little plug for uh, Senator Rand Paul's Senate website. He says, Bob, but I'll tell you about some of the wasting, the, the, the spending that we've done this year in Congress. He writes, my colleagues in Congress are deserving of some grievances as well. He writes, quote, in the last 18 months, Congress and the White House have tried to spend nearly $10 trillion that we don't have. That's the mother of all grievances. He writes, even though this grand holiday of Festivus lets me get a lot out, says, I don't want to end the year uh, uh, there this year. He says, I hope we all take some time this holiday season to be grateful for the good in our lives. Try to lend a hand to others where we can and he also um links uh, a website to, to help the uh the, the families and the victims um in kentucky after what uh happened there so uh you know our hearts go out to them uh this holiday season as well he also ends and i, I don't think it can end any better happy festivus and merry christmas everyone 
Well, folks, I think, uh, like I said, you know, a lot of the mainstream media, the news outlets, well, they're all up. They haven't been in this week. But, folks, we care about the listening audience on this program. Of course we do. That's why we're in, giving you the news of the day. That being said, folks, thank you, thank you, thank you, as always, for listening to the program. You know, we usually end on the week, uh, the weekdays and say, you know, on a Friday, typically, go out and enjoy the weekend. Well, folks, go out and enjoy Christmas. You know, it's coming up uh, in a few minutes now here. Go out, enjoy Christmas Eve, you know, enjoy Christmas Day, spend time with your family, turn the news off as well. I mean, things are so bad right now in this country, thanks to Joe Unity Biden and Kamala Harris and, and, and just the whole administration. Just turn it off. Enjoy the time with your family. I, I mean, I'll tell you right now, that's what I'm going to do. Well, at least I'll try my best to as well, because I'm sort of a news junkie. I don't know if you know that or not. But enjoy Christmas. Thank you, as always, for listening. May Have a very Merry Christmas from my family to yours. Enjoy it. We will be back here on Monday. Um, thank you, as always, for listening. Good news, as always, on the Philip Ward Show. 1,123 days left to go in the Biden administration. Folks, enjoy. Have a very Merry Christmas.